0: And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, verse 46. Things are not always as they appear to be. Those are some of the last words that we hear from Jesus on the cross. And they are a restatement of what we find in psalm the 22nd chapter which is a messianic psalm david is talking about the messiah to come and he's also talking about scenes in his own life as well we know that death is the last enemy to be conquered and death came into the world because of the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden and disobeying God and eating of the forbidden fruit. When death comes, there's a lot of pain. There's a sting of death, there's loss. And Jesus died for all of us, bearing all the sins of the world as the Passover lamb to die once and for all for people from the past, people from the present, people in the future to cover everything. So we wouldn't have to continually sacrifice every year a Passover lamb as had been done in the past. And even though this is what's happening on the cross, it looks like a bleak hour and a bleak moment. So when we think about Resurrection Day and what I call current applications, I want us to think about how we can even view this from today's lens and what's going on in our own individual lives. If I look out around the world at the time of this recording, we have people dying in the Ukraine, lots of people being killed, many civilians and cities being bombed and decimated. In my own personal life, over the last couple of years, so many people have died as a part of the pandemic, whether they're dying from the virus, they're dying from injuries from the vaccine. they are just all kinds of deaths going on. And even this very week, there have already been three deaths in my personal world this week. So this has been a bleak and dark time in many ways. And there are moments when, even though I'm normally a very positive person, and I certainly am one who trusts God, there are moments when there's a tape running in the back of my mind where I am questioning things and wondering, well, why are all of these people dying right now? Why is this happening? And of course, we can't always know the answer to the question of why. That may not even be the proper question. And I know as I was in the season of this Mindset this week, I reached out to a mentor, friend of mine, a colleague, and one of the things he said back to me is what I always say too, which is trust God. And I decided to meditate on that for a little bit and to see what does that mean in this time and in this season to trust God and what does it mean that things may not always be as they seem. We do know that it is appointed unto each of us to die to die once and then to face the judgment. So when we say, what does it mean to trust God is to recognize, first of all, that his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And we won't always know or understand everything that's going on or why it's going on. So just number one, we won't always understand. That's a given. Secondly, Nevertheless, we can choose to believe in the sovereignty of God. That means to recognize that God has all power, all authority. He's overseeing everything that's happening. Everything that's happening is for a greater purpose or reason, though in the moment, it might feel daunting. There is a greater reason and purpose for the suffering of the moment. And then thirdly, trusting God is to believe that God is love, and that God also loves us. I'm thinking back to when Lazarus died in the Bible, the brother of Mary and Martha. And in John 11:21, 21, one of the sisters said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus says to her, you know, your brother will rise again. And she says, yes, I know that he's going to rise again in the resurrection and in the last day. And then Jesus goes on to tell her and to say, I am the resurrection and the life. And he says to her, those who believe in me, even though they die, they still will live. If a person lives and believes in me, they will never die. So we may have a physical death and pass through the veil of the physical death, but he's talking about an eternal reality that there's a part of us that's eternal and that goes on beyond this physical world. And so she goes on to say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is to come into the world. I'm also remembering that for those sisters They couldn't understand on the one hand why Jesus didn't come earlier, because they believed that he could have prevented their brother's death. What they didn't know is that his delay was purposeful because he was going to do a greater miracle in raising Lazarus from the dead. They didn't know that. So in that moment, it looked like all was lost. In that moment, it looked bleak. And yet, Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life, he was going to show them a prefigured picture of the resurrection and the life. Similarly, at the cross, at the time of his crucifixion, we know that Mary, his mother, was there. John, one of his disciples, was there. They referred to him as the disciple that Jesus loved. They're at the cross and they're seeing all of these events that look bleak, that look Daunting and devastating in in many ways, it looks like a defeat of sorts. And even in Jesus' words, you could accidentally think it's a defeat when He's saying, "My God, My God, why hast Thou forsaken me?" Keep in mind, as the sin bearer, as the Lamb who's taking on the sins of the world, all of the sins are now piled on Him, and this is one who knew no sin. And he's carrying and bearing all of our sins. That's a burden. So it'll be the first time ever that the son is separated from the father. The son and father and Holy Spirit have always been unified, always together as one. But because he's bearing the sin right now, there's a separation. That's a pain right there. We think about the physical pain. He's talking more about a spiritual pain of separation, And so, I want to refer to Psalm 22, which is what Jesus is quoting from when he mentions that first line out of there, which is the first verse of Psalm 22. And it goes on to say that God is, the psalmist is saying, you are holy. You are enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you and you delivered them. So there's that trust again. Our fathers trusted in you, and you delivered them. And they trusted in you, and they were not ashamed. So this trust produces a result that's not a shame result. In the Psalm, it says in verse 8, he trusted in the Lord, let him rescue him, let him deliver him since he delights in him. And so people are kind of like in the sense of a mocking, And at the cross, the people were mocking Jesus. Oh, you who saved other people, come down from the cross and save yourself. And what they forgot and didn't understand, he had a bigger calling. He came to die on the cross. Of course, he wasn't going to leave off the cross because that was his whole purpose in being here. He went there willingly as a sacrifice. It was not against his will, but others didn't necessarily understand that and the psalmist talks about in the 14th verse of the 22nd chapter, you know, I'm poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. And he goes on further to say in verse 16, they pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. And we certainly know that in Jesus' case, they cast lots for his clothing. The soldiers at the cross did that. So this is a messianic psalm, just prefiguring all these things that were going to happen, all that was going on. And David, of course, was going through many things as well. But when it gets near the end, it says, a posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. So when we see in Matthew that Jesus is quoting the beginning of Psalm 22, which talks about, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The end of Psalm 22 talks about this righteousness that the people are going to declare and recount from generation to generation because he was doing a great work. And what we were seeing, if you were standing at the foot of the cross, it looks like defeat. If you were standing in the home of Mary and Martha and their brother is dead, it looks like defeat. However, the resurrection is really about victory and it's about coming out of defeat because we have to think beyond just the physical world and physical death because it's more than that. We really are in a spiritual reality and a spiritual world as well. And what matters most is not just what happens to my physical body, but what really matters is what happens to the spiritual body. My spirit person in the next life. Where will I be? Where am I going and with whom? Well, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross made a way for us to be with God for all eternity. And I want to just say this reflection and meditation on my part on this trust issue has been an important meditation to go beyond just what I see to the bigger story of what God is doing. So, I want to conclude today with 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and starting with verse 16, going through about 18, and it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So no matter the pain, no matter the loved one's You may be losing in this season or have already lost. No matter what you see with the physical eye, let's choose to walk by faith rather than sight, to look beyond what we see, to look at the bigger story beyond the temporary to the eternal. And God has prepared a place of rest in that eternal place. leadership resources.